Welcome to another message from Citizen Heights. We are located in the nation's capital where our heart is to inspire hope, remove limitations, and help you experience God's possible for your life. Join pastors Michael and Heather Jarreau and their passion to help you live out your best life. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging and uplifting message. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from Citizen Heights Studios, it's the Relate Show with your host, Michael Giroux. We have very special guest, Pastor Josh Kelly, musical guest, Black Rabbit. I'm Mark McAllister. This week's episode, The Lonely Scent of Lean Cuisine. Now, if you could please give it up for the, your host, the man with a PhD in L-O-V-E, it is Michael everybody doing good? Uh, well, welcome back to The Relate Show. Mark, it's good to see you. It's been too long. Too long. Another it's, season. It's let's go. It's been too long. Uh, uh, let's get right into it today. Um, and uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you about how you can make some money with reverse mortgages. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, welcome to The Relate Show. It's a unique church experience designed to help us all relate a little bit better. Anybody need a little help? In your relationships? Yeah, most of us know healthy relationships. Lee, uh, they, they help us uh, get to a place in God's best intentions for our life. So uh, whether you're dealing with a bad date or, or searching for a soulmate or just trying to get along better with a roommate, the Relate, the relate Show is going to help you out. We're going to do our best. Now it's live, Mark. This is live. Bars, by the way. Anyone hear it? Mate, relate, all of it, take it away. Mark, we're live. Sorry. No, I'm saying is oh. anything can happen. Anything can happen, and it is. Let's go. It can happen. So, so let's, let's get right into it. Come on, guys. Let's go to the next page. All right. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on right now. And uh, if we can get to the next one, guys, that would really help me out. <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to do cue card. Um, in the news this week, uh, a, a couple of Northwest uh, D.C., a couple in Northwest D.C. was arrested for attacking each other uh, after an argument over who was more educated. <laughs> you see that? You see that, Mark? Yep. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they, they use their framed doctoral degrees, and they use them as weapons in the altercation. Right? Yeah, since then, they've both been charged with two counts of deserving each other right here in Northwest D.C. That's what you get. You married up. You married educated. Uh, engagement in, in the news this week. Uh, love is in the air. Doctor Strange, uh, the actor Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, got engaged. Um, yeah, so that's good, right? Yeah, don't be bitter. Be, get better. Yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to give a gift to the happy couple, he and his fiancée are registered at Cumberbed, Cumberbath, and Cumberbeyond. So you can just check them out there. Uh, the, the, I, I saw this, this. This hits close to home because what's that fast food place you and I like? Uh, Crystal. Crystal. Right? Yes. Yeah, we're really. What? Miniature we're, food. We're high society here. Um, awesome. Sonic this week, I don't know if you saw this um, in the news, Sonic uh, fast food came out. They're offering a 1,700 calorie uh, peanut butter bacon milkshake. Peanut butter bacon milkshake. Yeah, which, delicious. Which, which would explain their new slogan, tell my wife I loved her. <laughs> We're doing okay hey, here. You're doing great. Mark, Keep it up. Crowd's alive. Uh, what else is going on? There's a new app. Oh, my goodness. There's a new app that simulates lo a long-distance kiss from a loved one using a standalone rubber mouth appliance. Yes, it's true. Uh, it's expected to sell really well among people who are about to be single. So, <laughs> can you imagine? 
according to a new report, Baltimore, Maryland, in the news, oh for all the wrong reasons, yep. uh, Baltimore, in the news, has the lowest rent in the country right now. Uh, yeah. In response to the news, the rest of the country said, nice try in Baltimore, but we're still not moving there. <laughs> nice try. We know better. You're dang right in Baltimore. Uh, we call it Baltaless. Baltaless. We love them. We love them. Just from a reasonable distance. Uh, I had a very nice birthday last week. Thank you very much, yes. all who wish me a happy birthday. I'm creeping up. I'm, I'm two years from 50 and uh, the big 5-0. And, and I saw this week scientists believe that they're on the verge of coming up with a new drug that could help people live to be 150. Yeah. It's perfect for anyone who reaches 100 and says, please, 50 more of this. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. No, thanks. Finally, in the news, I saw a man in Oregon has brewed a beer made just for dogs. We, we love our pets. We Jeez. go overboard. Yeah, he's brewed a beer just for dogs. In response, human legs have said, finally, a way to get dogs to lower their sexual inhibitions. <laughs> that one was on the edge. That one was a little on the edge. We'll see if it gets to second experience. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show today. We're talking about relationships. With us all the way from Wave Church in Virginia Beach, we got Josh Kelly today. Also, special musical guest. Uh, I first saw them in a New York subway tunnel. Then on the Ellen Show, they've gone on to world domination. We have Black Rabbit with us today. That's right. Uh, and of course, we've got a few surprises along the way. So stay right where you are. We're going to be right back with more of The Relate Show. campus pastor at the Wave Church main campus on Great Neck. Uh, he's a husband, he's a father, he's a friend, he's a golfer, he's a bulldog owner. Uh, he's with us today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Let's give it up for Josh Kelly. Hey! It's been, it's been a while. It has been. So welcome back. Thank you. Are you ready for this? I am. Y'all's church is awesome. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> Anybody thankful for your pastors? Well, I, I was talking to Josh in the front row earlier, and I said, man, there's not a lot of pastors brave enough to come into this format and uh, where anything can happen and does. Um, last time we had you on, you had only been married for about four months right. at the time. Right. And now you've been married six, six years. Six years. Yeah. Brooke? Brooke, same same, wife, same, still the same wife. Same wife, good. The, good, that's always good. Uh, and, and a lot has changed. It has. Got a, a two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old little chicken nugget. Her name's Liv. Has changed my life a thousand times over. And last week, we just found out we're having a little boy. So we are pumped. That is uh, exciting. So you got through the dating stage, you got through the engaged stage, you got through the, the newlywed right. stage, you got through the early father uh, stage, you got through the procreative stage, which is always good. Yeah. To get to the procreative stage. It is. It's yeah, a great, it's a good thing. great place to be. Yeah, it's a great place to be. Sounds like, anyway. Uh, 
I think all those stages are probably recent enough for, for you to draw from. So I want to dive in, just hit you with a few questions. Um, because I think all those stages, when I think about them, there's a lot of challenges in all those stages. Right. When you look back um, at those stages, what was the most challenging uh, trust God stage, whether single or engaged or now married? Um, what was the trust God challenge like, and how did you deal with it? Oh, man, it's a good question. I, I think... Um, it's always trusting God for that next season, but I think in whatever, what, when, it, when I was single, when I was dating and engaged in marriage and, and married, I think I was so focused on the next season, I missed out a lot on what God was trying to do in that season, Wow! if that makes sense. So we get so consumed when we're single about dating, and then we're dating, so consumed with being married, but there's some things I think God wants to do um, and work on us yeah. um, in each of those in each of those seasons. So there are things I think that we trust. I trusted God for in the next season, but I think it's trusting God in in, in each season in that moment, if that yeah. makes sense. Totally so even you know sense. while I'm single, it's like all right, God, I'm trusting you. I'm not going to be consumed with just trying to find somebody, but I'm going to be consumed but with following you yeah. and hearing your voice. And maybe there's some things you're trying to work in me to get me ready so I can date somebody. And be worth dating as a guy and be ready to treat a girl as she should be treated. And same thing with dating and even being engaged. Because it all just prepares you for marriage. Right. And I've only been married, you know, six years. But um, I think it's, it's even learning to trust God in whatever season you're in, if that makes sense. And being willing to ask the question, God, what are you trying to do and work in me? Whether you're single and, and whether you're, you're dating or, or engaged, we get, I don't know, we just get so consumed with what's next. We just, we even miss out on enjoying that season. Totally. And I talk to so many single people and they're just, they're, they're so consumed. I should have somebody. It's like, well, you're also missing out on a lot of fun yep. um, in that season you're in. So I don't know if that answers the question. But. It, it totally does. And I was glad when you said when you're, when you're single, you're looking, you know, to be dating. When you're dating, you're looking to be married. When you're married, you didn't say you're looking to be single. I was glad. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because if it goes full circle, we're not giving a lot of hope today. <laughs> and and I'm, I suppose if you're in an unhealthy place, it might land there. But we're here mm. to talk about healthy relationships. So right. let's go back to when you're single. And you guys are going to give me a clock, right? So I have some clue of when this segment ends. Um, uh, let's go back to when you're single because that's our highest demographic probably mm. uh, in the church, um, followed closely by marrieds. But uh, when you're single and you're trying to act satisfied... No. You're, when you're single and, and trying to act dignified and all those things, um, you understandably have questions and, and doubts and concerns right. about the future, you know, who, when, and if, and it can be difficult. So if you were to hop in the Relate Show time machine right now mm. and go back and visit single Josh, uh, what would you tell single Josh years ago? Uh, I, I would tell him, I mean, similar to what I said before, but... Um, just stop trying to focus on, on finding somebody and, and just follow Jesus yeah. and, and, and God, you know, you, you'll, you'll find, especially being planted in God's house, right. um, you'll find somebody. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, I love the story. There's a, a lady in our church and, um, she didn't get married till she was 35 and, and she's so thankful that she stayed faithful and didn't get, didn't settle for anybody when she found her husband, right. the man, and right. now they have an, an amazing marriage. Right. Um, so I think for me, it's just, cause it's, you know, I remember those times where it's like, you know, you have friends that start dating or friends that get married and, yeah. um, and it's good that to want that, but I think just really finding, like really, really finding my satisfaction in Jesus yeah. and trusting God. All right, if I'm going to follow you, I'm going to stay planted. God, I know you have somebody for me. That's cause right. I, there was probably two, I dated two girls before Brooke. What were their names and addresses? We want to know. Uh, we were going to put a hit out on it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if I was uh, honest with myself, um, I probably shouldn't have dated. They, they're amazing people, but I wasn't ready. And I jumped into that too quickly, uh, into dating. And uh, I could have avoided, thankfully, you know, staying pure in those relationships. Yep. Um, so there wasn't any boundaries crossed, which I look back now and I'm like, man, I thank God for that. Right. Um, but again, it's just we, we are so impatient. Um, and it's right. just, it's, it really is trusting God. It's, we're so impatient. Mm. So afterwards, we're going to hang out with my four sons, and you're going to talk to them a lot about yeah. being patient. Uh, uh, okay, we're going to come back to that thought in a minute. We've got some good ground. We're covering some good territory. Do you, you like what you're hearing so far? If you do, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more from Josh Kelly. Someday, love will find you. Break 
one is with you everywhere you go. And now we are too. We are excited to let you know that we have released our new church app. Our mobile app is loaded with the greatest resources to help you better connect with the church and ultimately with God. You can look up scriptures or listen to the Bible. We have a secure note-taking journal. You can look at all of our social media and you can even give inside of the app. There are so many features that will help you stay up to date with everything we are doing here at the church. The beautiful part is that it's all in one simple place. Download it today in the iTunes or Android store and see how easy it is to stay connected. great show today. Don't miss next week. Our guest in the relationship hot seat is Pastor James Monahan, all the way from Johannesburg, South Africa. It's going to be amazing. It's awesome. Also, we have a special guest musical artist with us next week, taking us back to the 80s, Quantum Leap. So you won't want to miss next week. Yes. Uh, all right, Josh, we're covering some good territory. Uh, let's get back to it. I, I want to, man, I wish I want to stretch our time together because obviously um, the Bible talks about uh, God's design for sex being within mm. the confines of marriage and that's something that's shared within marriage. Mm. Um, we see too many people in culture and, and uh, too, often, too often in church mm. really who end up violating that and, and paying too high a price uh, for it with, in their soul and also in future relationships. Right. And so what are some guidelines, suggestions, safeguards if someone's in a relationship here today to make sure um, sex is saved as intended uh, for the marriage members only club. Yeah. Well, I think you've got to, you know, if you're a follower of Jesus, you've, you've got to believe that and believe God and trust God that I think sometimes we forget God created sex. Right. Um, and he created it for inside of marriage. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And I, I, there's a reason the devil's attacking it because there's so much shame. Yeah. Um, and we don't do it God's way. And I hate yeah, the devil. That's true. I hate the devil. And there's a reason he's attacking um, this, this concept and, and even family. And I think we live in a, an age where purity has may, is maybe one of the biggest platforms of the church. Mm. Um, where, you know, I, I remember when I, d I worked construction and the, the guys didn't want to hear anything I had to say about church or Jesus. The moment they found out I wasn't sleeping with my girlfriend, they were all ears. Uh -huh. like, what, do, what do you mean? Right. And I was yep. able to talk about, about Jesus. And for me, um, you know, there's boundaries I, I put into place because I... I know for me, it doesn't matter how much you love Jesus, if, there's, if there are not boundaries in place, you, you're going to do something that you, you'll regret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, we, we teach our, our young adults in our church, there's some simple things, for, you know, because people see boundaries as like this, oh, it's rules in Christianity. No, the boundaries just keep you in fun and freedom. Yeah. That's the way I like to see it. And the moment we, you know, uh, I think it's Dr. Don Leachy uh, said, a, uh, I just heard him a couple of weeks ago, he's like, I want to build fences around the top of the hill so that you don't fall and have to pick you up at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. And God's grace is always there at the bottom of the hill, but we don't have to fall. Right. Um, and if you're here this morning and, and you know, maybe you're, you're in some of those places, God's grace is there yep. for you and it's here this morning. But I think there's a lot of fun and freedom that we miss out on um, by having those boundaries in place. So for Brooke and I, when we dated, we never hung out after midnight because nothing productive happens after midnight unless you're Come married. On. Can I get an amen? You, you should say that again. I th there's some people who didn't hear it. Yeah. My, where are my sons? Okay, I'm, say it I'm, again. Uh, nothing productive happens after midnight unless you're married. <laughs> and because uh, like there was times when we would be in the middle of the movie and it's like, no, we're going to stop. We're going to leave. Like we can finish. There's tomorrow. We can finish the movie tomorrow. Right. We never uh, hung out at our homes by ourselves. We made sure somebody else was there. We, we just, let's, let's date. Let's go hang out and have fun and get to know each other. Um, we never went into each other's bedrooms. Um, and for me, it's just, I'm not going to put myself in a, in a vulnerable place um, where, um, and one of the things my, my dad always says is there's a difference between a kiss and a kiss. Because um, kissing is meant to lead somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I think you got to be smart and wise. That's what I and, tell my wife all the time. Kissing <laughs> is meant to lead somewhere. I'm like, hello. I know. Don't act like I have an ulterior motive. I know it's it. the purpose of the kiss. It's not a motive. It's, it's a, a starting, mission. It's a starting point. Well, I remember people would make fun of even my boundaries. Um, and I never forget standing at the altar of my wedding and looking at my pure bride walk down the altar. 
And I'm like, you make fun of me all you want. That's right. Um, but there's nothing like this moment. Yeah. And uh, that's one of, one of the reasons that's I waited. Good. That is yeah. good. God. Yeah. I waited, I waited a, uh, a year to kiss Brooke uh, while we were dating because I just wanted to make sure I, I was getting to know her um, before, you know, I mean, if you're dating, kissing's all you're going to do anyway. So I think the longer you can wait, the better. Yeah. Um, but I wanted, I, wasn't, I wanted to get to know her before I got to know her physically in the sense of just kissing. Um, and waited a year and a half to tell her I loved her because I wanted to know if I, I wanted her to know, and I want, I, if I was going to say I love you, I wanted, I wanted her to know I meant it. Yeah. Because uh, love you is a, it's a big word, um, or it should be at least. Yeah, that's way better than me. I waited like a week to kiss Wendy and a month to tell her I loved her. We got, <laughs> we got married like six months later. <laughs> like, and here you are. And hey, we made it. Right? That's mean, right. Your story's way better. So. <laughs> We all have a different story, and God is going to use it. We but do. I, I mean, I have great respect for you, but even more respect for Brooke, because looking at you, I couldn't wait a year to kiss your face. <laughs> yeah, can you tell her that, please? Beard, beard to beard, man to man. Uh, okay, uh, how do you keep a strong, let's talk about marriage for a minute. How do you keep a strong, healthy marriage going when you have young kids, you've got busy schedules, you've got multiple tracks of life, you've got yeah. individual pursuits and family pursuits? How do you, how do you keep it all going? Yeah, I mean, I've only been married six years, right? Um, and so I, I glean a lot of wisdom from my parents, and I talk to people that have been married a lot longer than me to get their insight and wisdom. Um, something I heard recently that's helped Burke and I a lot is we, we're less worried about trying to find balance, and, and we're, we're finding our rhythm, mm -hmm. uh, which took pressure off me because it's like trying to balance stuff, and I think that's okay, I can find a rhythm and our rhythms change. So for like in the context of Brooke and I, we married six years, we had a baby, our rhythm changed. Um, you know, we thought we were busy before and had free time and then you have a baby and, yeah. and you find out it's a little different. Um, it's the greatest gift ever. Um, but you know, there was, we found, you know, we, we got to a pretty serious point in our marriage probably a, a year after Liv was born and we found what was working for our relationship before Liv was not working anymore. And so there's some things we had to change, um, you know, because I'm in, in church ministry, right, in the context of my life. And I've got to make I've got to do everything I can to make sure Brooke knows she's first. Um, and so finding that rhythm and making sure that rhythm is always where Jesus is at the center. Um, but that Brooke knows for me, I'm trying to find that rhythm where Brooke always knows she's first. And that rhythm changes um, and there's practical things. And but for me, I'm also just. I was asking a doctor this morning, I'm like, give me advice on being a girl dad of a teenager. Like, oh my God, I'm, I'm a, a while away. But um, I don't know, that's, I, I think for us, it's, uh, we've had to just be super practical of, I mean, we all get busy, right? But yep, yep. just the, the date nights, only married six years, and it's amazing how quick you stop having date nights. Yeah, it is. Um, don't talk to my wife. Mm. She'll tell you how quick. Mm. She's counting, she yes. has a journal. Yeah. Date nights missed journal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it, we're, we're still dating, and it's uh, Brooke is my constant pursuit, yep, yep. and it's got to stay good. that way. That's good. Um, so yeah. amazing. Okay, Josh, guess what time it is? What time? It's game time. It's game time. <laughs> it's game time. That's right. It's game time. A little competition. A little thing we call the whisper challenge. Whisper challenge. Are you ready for the whisper challenge? <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. Well, it, it's really easy. Uh, it's a simple game. I'm going to give you these headphones. Uh, the Whisper Challenge. One player puts on the headphones. Um, we're going to play loud music in those headphones. I'm going to multitask here. I'm going to give you some music. Something from the 80s. Mm, my I, favorite. I feel like you might be a Bon Jovi guy. Mm. So, uh, so what we'll do is uh, you'll put on the headphones. I've got some, we've got some secret cards here um, with a phrase. I'm going to... I'm going to say the phrase to you when you can't hear it. Okay. You're going to read my lips and try to guess it. Okay. First person, and then, and then we'll switch. Okay. First person to get two guesses correct wins. The other suffers eternal shame. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it's a lot. So go ahead, go under the headphones. What do I do? Uh, you can just hang with us. Okay. Baby. Hang with us. On it. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me at all? Can you, like, is, you're good? Like, I can't, no. You can't hear a thing. All right. All right. Question, or, okay, first phrase. Here we go. <laughs> easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Bees? Easy peasy. Be easy? <laughs> <laughs> close, clo close. Easy 
peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. All right, all right. It's me. It's, it's the beard. It's yeah. striking. It will take you off your feet if you're not ready. Okay, okay. so here's your, your card. I yeah. have not seen it. I did not design this. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, well, you're going to hear me say it anyway, I guess. Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh. I can't hear a thing, but you have, you have, um... Great lips or something? Yeah. I was going to say... Wow. I was going to say, I was easy to read, for sure. <laughs> something there. Okay, you ready? All right. I got one now, okay. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. You got it! Yay! Oh my gosh. Okay, all right, all right. It's one to one now. That means uh, next, next one who puts this in the tank is all-time winner. SpongeBob SquarePants. What was different? Easy peasy? SpongeBob I love SpongeBob, so maybe spiritually we connected. Uh, okay, I, I do feel connected. All right, let's do it. I'm in. Oh my gosh. Here we go. All right, here we go. Hit him with it. WrestleMania 33. Crystal Meth 33. <laughs> no? That's got to be close. That's got to oh, be close. They're probably, they're probably related. <laughs> WrestleMania 33. Crystal Manic 33? WrestleMania 33. All I'm getting is crystal meth or crystal manic. So what, what is it? What is it? WrestleMania 33. Oh, my gosh. WrestleMania. Okay, this, this could be the winner right here. Uh, oh, it, it, you know it's hard. It's hard to read lips. But it, when John Bon Jovi is screaming in your ear that you give love a bad name, it's a little, a little distracting. Right, okay, ready? ready? I'm ready for you. Oh, my goodness. This is mean. Okay. I know how I'm looking at your mouth. I gotta, Industrial revolution. Industrial revolution. Industrial revolution. He got it, ladies and gentlemen. He's the winner. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Josh Kelly. We'll be right back with more on The Relate Show. Oh, that's hilarious. Or can love is all that I to you, love is more than just a game for two. I just don't get it. Yesterday he picked me twice in Dr. Case. Today when we're coloring, he won't even look at me. Maggie, you are a beautiful, strong-willed, independent girl. And if Johnny doesn't see that, it's his loss. And he told Jake Rafferty that I have cuties. Why would he say that I have cuties? You can't read so much into that, Maggie. Michael said that I had cuties for like all of kindergarten, and now we're crazy happy. We're going on three weeks now. I just want what you guys have. I want a Tommy in my life. Oh, no, you don't. I mean, sometimes, yeah, it's great. But with Tommy, it's like I give, and I give, and I give. And all he does is take. And it's different. Isn't he a second grader? Yeah, he's mature. I just feel like we're in the same place in our life right now. <laughs> I think I'm in the friend zone. What makes you say that? Well, yesterday at lunch she asked, do you want to be friends? Oh yeah, if he asks you if you want to be friends, you're in the friend zone. You just gotta be direct. When Michael started acting all weird, I was like, listen, either we're a thing or we're not a thing. It was the same way with Tommy. She's like, I'm not ready for a relationship. And I'm like, if not now, when? We're not getting any younger. I hear you, girl. I mean, he hits me so he doesn't like me, or he hits me because he does. I just don't get it. I hear you. Amen, sister.
great to be back. We're going to play some Beatles songs for you this morning. Tight. One, two, one, two, close your eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow. I'll miss you. Remember, I'll always be true. And then while I'm away, I'll write home every day. hope that my dreams will come true and then while I'm away I'll write home every day and I'll send all my loving to you can I get more bass all my loving I will send to you all my loving darling Stay tuned for more from The Relate Show right after this. fun? We've covered a lot of territory. Uh, I want to give you a relationship takeaway of the day. Uh, First, uh, I want to say again how much we appreciate Pastor Josh. Uh, You know, you meet, you meet people and you go, how did they, how did they get so wise so early? You know, how are they avoiding all the, all these mistakes that are so common for, for people in this age? And, and what you realize is God's word makes you wise. And it helps you. And I want to give you a takeaway today because I know when we're interviewing and we're having a good time, there's shotgun blasts that I believe God is directing and God is using and God is, is helping all of us. Uh, but I want to, I want to center in on, on one thing today because let's admit it, we, we need wisdom, right? We need it. And the Bible contains it. It contains practical, applicable wisdom that we can use in life and we can use in relationships and Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. Where there's no counsel, the people fall. But then it says, but in the multitude of counselors, there's, there's safety. Some translations say there's strength. 
So can I offer some counsel to you today? Can I become your relationship counselor uh, on this Sunday? And, and this goes out to, I'm just, my heart knows that there's moments when, when your life ends up in a place that you never intended. And, and you end up in relationships in, in a health that you never intended. Because they, they get toxic or dysfunctional or bitter and, and you don't know how. And so the Bible says that there are many shipwrecked in the faith. And, and you wonder, well, how, how did all those lives that were in the faith end up shipwrecked? And I'll tell you what, working in ministry and in people's lives and being involved with you and you with me over, over all these years, two decades, I look back and I go, the number one thing that people shipwreck over is relationships. It is. It's the number one. And so as I'm talking to you, Tenley Town, as I'm talking to you, Fairfax Campus, as I'm talking to you online, wherever you are, I want to give you one takeaway today. It's simply this. Trust in God. When it comes to relationships, you've got to trust in God. Is there one for me? Did I miss the one? Uh, when will I have someone? Uh, did that marriage that ended badly in a way I'd never intended to, is, it was at my only shot in life. You know, we carry a lot of questions. Can my, can my marriage be healthy again? Guys, just hit mute. <laughs> right? Third time's a charm. Trust in God. Remember how big God is and trust in God. Remember how good God is and trust in Him. I've got notes in your app today that you can open later and you can, you can reflect on, but God counts and he knows the stars. God is big. You can trust in God. God knows the hairs on your very head. God is big. You can trust in God. Come on. God knows the number of your days, the Bible says. God is big. You can trust in God. The Bible says in Jeremiah that he was there. He saw us fashioned and formed in our mother's womb. God is big. You can trust in God for those who feel alone, regret, maybe for mistakes made or, or maybe for opportunities lost. I've got good news for you today. You can trust and hand this thing and put it in God's hands. And as you do, do something happens. And I, I want to show you this verse because because faith doesn't come from spiritual pep talks. It comes from hearing God's word and his declaration. And Psalm 68 declares something for you today. God places the lonely in families. He does. He sets the prisoners free and he gives them joy. That's what Chasen was talking about after worship. Freedom, freedom. God is all about freedom. He sets you free. He gives you joy. He places you in families. What's that mean? God cares about your relationships. And God is still with you in the midst. God loves you. He's not done with you. Amen? Even if you're still looking. Even if you're still looking. I, I believe if God has a plan for your life, then God has a plan for your wife. I do believe that. It, when you think about the detailed plans has for you, if, if he has detailed plans and he has a plan for your man, he can handle it. God is big. God is able. So what if you made a mistake? What if you missed uh, your intersection? What if uh, it went south? What if you, you missed out or you messed it up? There's great hope today. Because God knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. The, your current relational status is not surprising God. And more than that, God is interested. And God has answers for you. God takes our relational mistakes and he begins to paint them in to the masterpiece of his plans and his purposes. He takes the things that we regret and the things we wish never had happened and he begins to reconstruct those things and reshape them and reform them into the master plan that he's always had. So even when you've been off track a little bit, as long as you're on the trust track, you're on the right track. Can I just encourage you today, even if you feel like I got off track, if you're on the trust track, you're on the right track today. And it might not ever be like it was, but it can be better. And there might be a, a reality to loss, but there can be a God of redemption and salvation who causes all things to work together for good.
because you're called and he has a purpose. I think about the life of Joseph. I can't go into it in detail, but I can tell you this. Genesis 37 through, through 40 uh, tells the story. Actually, it's all the way to, the, to chapter 50. Genesis tells the story of a guy named Joseph. And Joseph was in the right place at the right time. And he became prefect of Egypt. And because of Joseph's decisions, the Bible says that he saved his family's life. He saved the Hebrew nation's life. And he saved the known world, all of Egypt's lives, because he was in the right place when drought was about to happen. And he prepared for that drought and saved the known world at the time. Now, all of us want a Joseph ending. But not all of us want a Joseph journey. See, Joseph was betrayed by brothers. His brothers, his flesh and blood betrayed him. Relationships go wrong. They sold him into slavery to the Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites brought him to Potiphar's house at Egypt and sold him to Potiphar. Potiphar's wife frames him and accuses him. Relationships go wrong. He finds himself in prison, Pharaoh's prison. And he continues to be a good friend, a true friend, even in the deepest, darkest prison. He interprets a dream for a baker. The baker tells the story to the king. He interprets a king for he interprets a dream for the king. And then all of a sudden, Joseph is precept and in a position at just the right time. When you watch it in reverse, you say, well, he would not have saved the known world had he not been precept. And he would not have been precept had he not been. Uh, interpreting the dreams of the king and he wouldn't have interpreted the dreams for the king had he not been a true friend in the prison and interpreted a dream for the baker and he wouldn't interpret a dream for a baker had he not been falsely accused by Potiphar's wife come on and he wouldn't have been falsely accused by Potiphar's wife if the Ishmaelites had not taken him and sold him into slavery every relational turn you think my goodness I'm I'm trying to button this (sighs) Winter months aren't for suits. Can hardly get ready for swimsuit season, let alone suit suit season. Listen, let me tell you, it's the Ishmaelites. I'm not going to get into a lot of details, but the Ishmaelites take him to Egypt. All these relational fractures on the, on the way. And you think, man, this is broken. This is messed up. But God can take relational mess-ups. God can take the things people have done to you by no fault of your own. God can take whatever you give them and begin to orchestrate it and weave it into the fabric of a story so eternally plotted as if God himself knew the end from the beginning and worked it all together. And in the midst of it, if you're a Bible student, the word Ishmaelite should stick out to you. And if it doesn't, let me tell you why. There was a guy named Abraham And he had a wife named Sarah, and God gave him a promise for their relationship. And it didn't work out the way they wanted and how they wanted it, so they got impatient. And in their impatience, Abraham went to another relationship with Sarah's servant and had a baby through Sarah's servant. They just, they couldn't stay patient. They named that child Ishmael. Abraham is the father of the Hebrews. And his mistake produced Ishmael. His relational mistake produced Ishmael. And God goes, okay, it's not what I wanted. It's not how I designed it, but I can work with this. And he begins to weave it all together. And and generations later, the Ishmaelites are the ones who take Joseph, who's been betrayed by his brothers, and carry him to the place of destiny. I'm telling you, Joseph is not in the place to be a deliverer unless the Ishmaelites are there. And the Ishmaelites aren't there unless Abraham makes a mistake uh, years, years before. Listen, God will take your detour. God will take your worst mistake and begin to weave it into something so beautiful. You'll say, how did I get here? How did I get to this place of fulfillment and relationship in this place where it's not just me and my relationship, but I'm using God's story and God's journey in my life to, be, uh, to bring shade and comfort and counsel to others who are walking in the same. How did it happen? It's because God knows there's reasons for seasons. He knows there's a reason for this season. And that's where I want to end. Seasons have reasons. 
Mistakes sometimes appear to be detours, but in fact, they can be the very thing that bring you to your destiny. That's not a reason to go make a bunch of mistakes. I, I, God's story is told just as well without the detours, and you have less soul uh, fragmenting in the process, but you can choose to trust. You can choose contentment over resentment in the current season that you're in right now. You don't have to get bitter and eat bacon. You can get better and, and start to grow in God and say, you know what, I'm not where I wanted to be, but I'm going to take the counsel of the man of God today and say, this season, God has a purpose in it. And I'm not going to wish my way out of this season. I'm going to be content in this season. So if you're in that place today where you're not trusting God, first, Recognize it, it's a trust issue. Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Second, love Jesus and love what Jesus loves. Simple as that. You'll find relational health while you're in pursuit of loving God and serving people. You just will. You just will. And third, in the relational season that you're in, it's not a punishment and it's not a prison sentence. It's a season, and seasons have reasons. God has you in the season for a reason. Come on, do you believe me? If you're single, God has you in a single for a season for a reason. You can do things out. I know all you obsess about is the things you can do when you're married. And I'll testify, it's good. All right? But you can do things as a single that you can do at no other time of your life. Dedicate 40% of your budget to eradicating debt. Right? Uh, go on missions trips for two to three weeks at a time, four weeks at a time. Join an internship program. Take night classes. Get your degree. Allow God to make you a whole person. Because two halves don't make a whole. They just make a whole lot of problems. So let God restore you and make you who he's called you to be. This season has a reason. Trust God even when you think you're off track. Just stay on the trust track and you'll be okay. Amen. Can I pray for you? Just close your eyes. I want to pray for two groups of people. Every eye closed. You're here right now and you say, uh, I, I need to get on the trust track. You just want to respond to this message. Right now you're just going to slip your hand in the air. Very quickly, just say, yeah, I need to get back on the trust track. I need this word. I need to, I, I've been anxious. I've been, I've been frustrated. I've been stressed. I've been carrying it as if it was up to me. Father, we thank you for every hand in the air and every heart that knows this is for them. God, we thank you that you are the God of all the universe. And you hold us in the palm of your hand. And we are the apple of your eye. And Father, we're a treasure to you, your sons and your daughters. So God, we thank you that you know what is best for us. And God, you have good intentions for us. So we rest. And right now, Father, we, we place it. We place our relational status. We place our brokenness after a relationship unexpectedly ended. We, we place our security. It's not in another man or another woman. God, our security and stability is in you. So God, we're gonna trust you. And with every eye closed, one last group of people wanna pray for you here today. And we've talked a lot about relationships, but really the ultimate relationship is the relationship that we have with God. It's the eternal relationship that we'll all live for forever and ever within the fulfillment of knowing that God loves us. God made a way for us. And I want to give you an opportunity right now, just as we close, that if you don't know Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with God, I'll tell you very quickly how it works. The Bible says that all of us have sinned and have fallen short. And because of our sin, that we can't have a relationship with a holy God. He's just too holy. We would literally self-destruct because God is so holy. And so God in his wisdom sent Jesus, his one and only son, to bear the punishment and the price of sin. So Jesus, who knew no sin and never committed a sin, took upon himself the punishment of my sin and your sin and the whole world's sin and went to the cross and died. And on the third day, he rose again. And in so doing, he made a way where we could never have made a way. He opened a door where we never could have opened that door because God loved us that much to restore us to a place of relationship. And we can find that place of relationship again simply by having faith in Jesus and in receiving the forgiveness that he gives us. It happens by faith. It doesn't mean you're joining a church right now. It means you're starting a relationship 
that is eternal. And the Bible says, all of your past, in a moment's time, the consequences, the payment, the penalty, Jesus takes that on and everything in your life becomes new today. Are you ready? I'm gonna to count to three. When I hit three, I'm just gonna invite you to lift your hand. No moving around uh, just for a moment. By lifting your hand, you're saying, Pastor, include me in that prayer. Hands are already going up. Uh, uh, Pastor, include me in that prayer. I'm not gonna sing you, I'm not gonna call you forward. I'm not gonna trick you into standing up, but I am gonna pray a general prayer over us right now as we collectively say yes to Jesus. But for you, it's the first time, or maybe it's a moment where you recommit because you know in your heart of hearts, you're somewhere you shouldn't be and you don't know where you stand with God. You're gonna leave here confident today. One, don't wait, today is your day. Two, he loves you so much, but he loves you too much to leave you where you are right now. Are you ready? One, two, three, hands in the air, say yeah. That's me, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else say, yeah, that's me. Include me in that prayer. Maybe you're watching online as well. You're at our Fairfax campus all over. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else say, yeah, include me in that prayer. Church, you ready to pray? Nice and loud all together. Dear Jesus, I give you my life because you first gave me yours. I love you, Jesus, because you first loved me. So I surrender everything I am, everything I used to be, everything I hope to be, and I put it in your hands. Now say this boldly, I am a Christian. By grace I've been saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we rejoice with those who just prayed that prayer?